Hi and welcome to the Voiro podcast. I'm Anand and each week Kavita and I discuss the latest in the world of ad tech, media, streaming and monetization. How are you? How are you enjoying Amsterdam? I am very excited for another on the road episode of yeah. the Voiro podcast. This time from Amsterdam. The last time we did one on the road was in Singapore. And we are here for the very cool and very prestigious IBC conference kavita what is the ibc conference the ibc conference is one of the largest broadcast conferences that there is in the world it's been happening for several several years the last i attended it was in 2019 and it covers the entire value chain of broadcast technology right from content creation to monetization distribution security everybody who's anybody at a particular size has a representation on the floors yeah so i was very keen that we come here last year but it wasn't you know it didn't have it because of covid and everything else and this year the although the crowd is a little thin it's still day one but i'm excited i like what i'm seeing at ibc and there are definite themes that are coming up what did you think this is your first time here this is my first time at ibc and um i was super overwhelmed by everything i saw but i'm excited about the next four days uh, that we're going to be here for um did not expect to see so many adjacent parts of the industry that um we don't otherwise see on a day to day basis right so i was looking at various parts of how the floor is arranged first of all it's massive but there is there are multiple value chains that are in focus one is uh the value chain of production and broadcasting and distribution of content there's a value chain around play out and equipment uh to record and to stream content there's a value chain driven around money where money comes from how do you sell better how do you engage better this is of course very close to our line of work and managing subscriptions managing managing audiences managing advertising revenue um and all in all what i love about it is it's not just that we are seeing all of these value chains on display a lot of what's on um display is into the well into the future there's stuff that's going to be out in the market 5 years from now 10 years from now and i am very excited over the next 4 days to go in and deep dive and understand more about where our industry is going talk to some of the best and brightest thinkers in the world and take voyage to great heights yeah one of the things that we attend these conferences for is to take a look at take a peek into the future as to what everybody's obsessing about and i like the energy that i saw at ibc a lot of focus on uh, security the future of linear ctv fast um there's a lot on uh, immersive content creation so even yeah. the even the tech that we saw in in terms of capturing video had a lot to do with uh, i think what is it called animation and uh, yeah. virtual effects and and augmented reality so it was it was there's def- there was definitely a theme but it it is still not as widely attended as i thought it would be and it's a little a little quieter than uh, 2019 yeah. but it's a start and i and i'm excited to be here um you know we were while we were walking back from ibc to grab lunch you were talking about the fact that you were listening to beta kafka's uh, latest podcast and you said you said hey we yeah. were there before he was yeah. right in terms of the topic so what do you what did you listen to what did you hear so the code media's uh, podcast the latest episode talks about youtube and peter interviews mark bergen who's just written a book called like subscribe and follow or like click and subscribe um and it's basically a book that trails in in complete detail the entire history of the tube and we talked about this two weeks ago on our podcast 
And by tube, you mean YouTube, YouTube right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't want people to think they're talking about television. <laughs> um, so, I think um, I'm excited. I'm actually going to try and read this book because it really lines up with something we believe in, which is the fact that YouTube's size and speed is still staggering. And they've somehow managed to stay away from some parts of the narrative. So much so that today when we talk about video, we talk about TikTok. When we talk about uh, the creator economy, we're talking about TikTok and Instagram. But YouTube are, uh, YouTube the, this, they are the folks that created all of these uh, pieces. And they're still so big and consumers are still giving them uh, so much of their attention that um, it's a very interesting podcast that talks about the history of YouTube, the business of YouTube. Uh, and how they are still on the top shelves. Yeah, they're all pervasive. They're all pervasive. Yeah, and it's so it's so all over the place that we take it for granted that everything is on YouTube. But anything else that comes about is newsworthy because well, they're trying to trying to make a kind of dent into the universe yeah. that YouTube has built. But YouTube is so so far ahead. Yeah, and well, there is enough space for innovation because you know when you are painting in such broad strokes, maybe there are some things that you sacrifice. And those are the little crevices that you know, companies like TikTok and uh, all yeah. the other social video apps are currently occupying. Yeah. Google has a massive exhibit at IBC. Yeah. And I can't help but observe the fact that as you walk in, walk through the exhibit, it looks like a Google office. Yeah. <laughs> and compete with a cafe and everything. Else. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, the micro kitchen. Oh, sorry. You say. Sorry. Um, I'm very used to conferences where everything looks like a stall and a stall looks like what a stall should look like. Yeah. So I'm just, I saw... I'm very childlike in everything I saw today, but I saw Amazon's AWS's exhibit that had two floors. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot has been thrown at me. Yeah, today. it's quite overwhelming. The entire conference is very overwhelming. And both Amazon as well as Google are talking about the same things, about scaling their technology on the cloud, which is, which is something that the industry is still turning the corner on yeah. because it is, it is an extremely um, old industry. There's a lot of legacy tech, a lot of legacy workflow, a lot yeah. of legacy talent that knows how to work technology in a particular way and also technology that needs maybe on-premise yeah. uh, deployments. We also uh, spoke to a very interesting um, um, lip-syncing technology yeah. uh, a provider, which I didn't know there was this much chaos over lip-syncing. Yeah. You want to just give everybody a flavor of what we listened to and, you know, they yeah. gave us this whole concept yeah. of the formula so, one. So early days in IBC and I'm hoping we come back with more such stories. But speaking of niches, we went to a uh, um, an exhibit by a company from the UK. You have their name on you. Hitomi. Sounds decidedly Japanese. Hooray but for business cards. Yeah. Um, and these guys work on a very cool piece of technology that is used in live sport and live uh, news or any, any broadcast that's live to make sure that if you use multiple cameras, multiple feeds, multiple sources of audio and for any reason they are out of sync in the wrong direction meaning the audio is after the video we are okay with video coming first and audio coming later but if the audio precedes the video sorry. apparently our brain can't, our brain com can't comprehend it yeah. and so they have tech that can read it use data to figure out what the lag is and then edit the feed or delay a, a certain feed to make sure it's all in sync Yeah. to the tune of like 200 milliseconds 300 milliseconds 100 milliseconds this is the kind of tech that's on display and they do a lot of work with formula yeah. I did not know and this is the kind of stuff that is complicated and has been utterly simplified by companies like TikTok because it's always a single camera face. Yes. Um, but in large events like Formula One, maybe Oscars, yeah. um, uh, IPL, 
who have so many cameras. You dropped a statistic about the number of cameras that are there in Formula One, right? About two hundred, more than two hundred cameras and about one hundred and forty sources of audio. Yeah, so there's definitely definitely going to be things that are out of sync, and this is something that we don't pay that much attention to. But that's the beauty of IBC, right? Okay. It's kind of bringing alive and making sure that. Every single part of this value chain has got a place, and there are people who are exhibiting on it. There is, there is, there is enough enterprise on it, and you're able to immerse yourself in this entire experience. Obviously, there are serious buyers out there, not yeah. like Anand and me, uh, who are wandering around uh, that particular section completely like kids in a candy store. But stuff like this, like what Hitomi is doing, is very, very interesting. Um, you were talking about Rich Greenfield's eleven topics coming out of the summer of yes. 2022. Um, we're still reviewing this at Voiro, but I thought I'd share it. Um, Rich Greenfield from Lightshed Partners, long-time expert and writer and commentator on the world of media, um, has a weekly blog and a podcast. And this week's podcast is about um, the eleven things that have come out of the summer of 2022. And my brain was all over the place because um, when I read the podcast, I thought, "Oh, eleven things coming up this coming summer," and I forgot that summer is done. <laughs> the fact that it's cold here just Uh, didn't uh, remind me of that fact, but Rich talks about a few topics that I'm actually going to look out for at IBC. One of them is the collapse of linear TV from a number standpoint, and therefore the need for hybrid models. Two is he's very interested in seeing what Comcast's next move is, uh, given the fact that everyone's buying uh, tech, buying streaming providers, merging content together, merging apps together. Um, uh, there are a few pricing moves that he's keeping an eye on. Disney. Netflix, for instance, they've launched their ad-supported models. There are numbers floating around about what they're going to price it at, um, and of course, the one thing that we did notice is in in uh, with the ambition of keeping subscribers on, a lot of uh, OTT companies went back to sequential releases and not dropping seasons in one shot, so that people stay on for at least two or three months if they're subscribing to your platform only for those shows. Uh, this ties into a session that we watched today at IBC. With Marie Fenner and Andy Isaacs from UKTB and Piano, uh, and they were talking about the use of data to drive decisions. And I was thinking about it in light of Disney's and Netflix's pricing decisions. Right? I don't think any of these is final. Um, and I loved Marie Fenner's slide on the flywheel of data usage. Like, if you're an OTT company and you want to be data driven, she gave a really interesting talk on what that means on the ground. What kind of decisions are you allowing data to help you decide, as opposed to you making? Editorial decisions on things like content, product, user, marketing, revenue, and Andy was who's the head of analytics at UKTV went into great depths about what his life is all about and how his sole purpose in life is to maximize retention and everything else will follow. Revenue will follow, the ability to be nimble strategically will follow, but if you lose retention, it kind of puts a spanner in everything else that you are doing. And it was very interesting to see how he approaches his work and what kind of products he uses, what kind of services. He uses, and it was a very interesting uh, talk about the use of data in media organizations. And I think tying that back to what we're seeing in Rich's uh, blog post about pricing moves, this these numbers that we're seeing from Disney and Netflix will not be the last ones. They will try and optimize it, and they will try and find the right pricing, right pricing to maximize revenue as well as avoid cannibalization uh, across users. So it's going to be interesting times. Yeah, very. I I also particularly liked what Andy Isaacs was talking about, and one of the things that we've always observed with head of data and um, an ad sales team is that there's always dissonance because yeah. the ad sales team requires different type of data. And Andy was talking about 
a different type of system in which they have outsourced their entire advertising to begin with for uh, UK TV, which makes it easy for everybody else. He says we do the same amount of work on the other side for subs and content retention, and that kind of is picked up by their sales team and used to their advantage. So yeah. there is no, there is no, there's no tussle, mm. right? You're just focusing on what matters most, which yeah. is retention of customers and making sure that you are able to drive data decisions for content itself. Yeah. So yeah, so that's it for us. From us this week. Um, we are going to be at IBC for the next three days. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have smaller sections that we'll put up after we come back. Yeah. But if you have any questions that um, you want to ask us after you listen to this uh, session, if you want us to find out something for you from IBC, let us know and we'll respond to you. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode And please make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our newsletter on Substack. Links to everything we discuss can be found in the episode description in our newsletter. See you next time.